Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by Rebecca Maruki, who is a leadership mentor who helps women own their voice, feel confident to be themselves, and create the space for them to get seen and valued for the skill set they bring to their organizations. She has helped women create standout personal brands that remain true to who they are while elevating them as go-to thought leaders in their field. Welcome. I am so excited to have you here and chat about these topics. Thank you so much, Tara. I'm so excited to finally be here with your listeners as well. I would love for you to share a little bit about your story, your background, how you got started in business. Okay, so I have actually run quite a number of businesses for the amount of years I've been on this good earth. But I started my career, it's actually 10 years now, which is insane that it's been that long. And I started thinking it's going to be great. I was ambitious. I was hardworking. I thought that was what was required to make it big. But when I got into my career, I realized that there was something missing. I wanted to find more purpose in what I was doing. So I started my first business. I was actually selling clothing online. It was an online boutique, African-inspired fashion It was great. It started off like a hobby, but I realized that, oh my goodness, when the customers started flowing through and when we got on some really good PR features, that I couldn't continue treating it like a hobby. And I had to really get my systems up in place and running. But by the time I realized that it was actually, I wouldn't say it was late, but I should have started that earlier because One thing I've learned is when you leave your systems to the point that you're working so long hours and you're thinking that hiring someone is going to solve the problem, it's going to take a lot of time and take a break from all the other things that you do in your business to sort out these issues. I learned quite a lot from that. And by the time I was starting to put some processes, hire people, it was taking such a big toll on my mental wellness. And I decided that, you know, this business is not worth my mental health and wellness. I actually decided to close it up and shut it down. I had so many learning lessons from that. And even though on the outside, the nine squares on Instagram, it looked like everything was all put together. It was crumbling in the back end and the operations bit. And I took all that learning and my experience in the corporate world, packaged it and started helping other women create really simple systems to make their businesses work. I also realized that as I was doing this support, even though I had this experience, I had this expertise, there were things based on my cultural identity, based on my upbringing, also an introvert, 
that would hold me back from really being able to stand out and step up and own my voice and confidently talk about systems and operations. And I realized that this trend or this pattern was actually also flowing through in my career because I still work full-time, so I run my businesses part-time. And the more I talked to women in the corporate space, women in business, and specifically women of color, I realized that this was one of the areas that was really holding us back from being able to become truly impactful leaders, making an impact that really matters. No matter how good you are at what you do, if you're not able to articulate it and stand out and speak about it and be able to articulate it in a way that other people can appreciate and recognize your expertise, then it's not really going to help you make that impact and create that generational wealth that we all want. I pivoted once again in my business. And for me, this has been such a fulfilling experience, just hearing the stories of other women who really need that support and really need that guidance and also just needing someone in their corner, that cheerleader, to tell them that it's okay to brag about what you're good at. It's okay to speak up and tell people about the great work that you're doing because really our work can't speak for itself. That's what I do right now and it's been a great journey so far. I love your story. It's actually really similar to mine because I started with a handmade jewelry business. It was kind of like a hobby at first and then it grew and grew and then exploded. And like you, I got burnt out with it and ended up selling the business. So I love that you also focus on helping women who were where we were at that point, avoid getting to that point in their business. Like you said, you should have started with systems earlier and all of the back end stuff. And I love what you said about nobody else is going to share your expertise or talk you up and you really need to be the one to do that. And I think that's so hard for especially introverts in terms of selling themselves, basically. Yes. And it's interesting how a lot of the things that we don't realize, you know, we grew up with, like I talk about this story a lot. I grew up in a home where we were told to be humble, but it was never really put in the context that it deserved, right? Speaking out about what you're good at and giving your opinions, even though they're unsolicited, does not mean you're not humble. It's interesting how when you go back and replay all these things that have surmounted to some of the limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves, even as introverts. It's just interesting what you uncover. And when you work through those, what your potential is when you really step up and stand out. That's so true. A lot of it is like we're trained in certain aspects when we're younger, like these habits and not speaking about our worth or sharing our value and talking ourselves up because we want to be seen as humble. Like you said, it's also kind of similar with introverts. And when it comes to selling, I think a lot of us at young ages are, when we hear we have to sell ourselves, it's like all we picture is a car salesman. Exactly. You picture the worst end of the spectrum (laughs) and no one really tells us, I don't know about you, but 
throughout my corporate journey, no one has really given that sort of playbook as to how you can play to your strengths as an introvert, as a woman of color, because a lot of times we find ourselves as minorities in our places of work and even in business. No one really tells you how to be able to stand out because it doesn't mean you have to do things that extroverts do. There is so much that we can do, but still be true to who we are and be able to stand out and make that impact. I think that's so important. Focus on your strengths because as introverts, what works for extroverts or people who have different traits is not necessarily going to work for us. And it doesn't really fit even with our leadership style. Exactly. And the moment you be yourself, unapologetically yourself, and you start to show up and do the things that feel good to you, uh, but do it consistently, that's when you can really stand out as a unique leader. Interestingly enough, a lot of people are craving that kind of leadership where they can see themselves in others. So if we're all trying to be extroverts, who's going to be the leader and the inspiration to the introverts out there? That's so true. Yeah. And I see that a lot, especially on social media, where a lot of the messaging and content is geared towards extroverts. Like I've worked with coaches in the past who said, like, I'm not really comfortable with doing live video and their advice was just get over it. (laughs) That's not really best advice for an introvert telling them just get over it. So I'd love to talk about mindset blocks around leadership that you found, because I find especially introverts in particular, but all entrepreneurs or anyone in corporate, like we all have mindset issues, but specifically when it comes to leadership, what do you find or feel like are the most prevalent mindset blocks that people have? It's good you touched on video because I think a lot of times, while it's so true that a lot of the tips out there when it comes to, you know, standing out and being seen as the thought leader, they're very geared towards people who naturally are happy to be live and to be talking. And while I definitely agree that as an introvert, we need to play to our strengths, it's also important to look back at those limiting beliefs or the things that you've been saying to yourself and really ask yourself, is this true? right? Or are these things that I'm saying because of my personality or my characteristics? And some of the things that I used to say to myself was, you know, I can't speak in public, right? I dreaded going into meetings before the COVID age when most meetings were face-to-face. I used to dread going into meetings because I would feel so bad getting out of a meeting and knowing I haven't said anything, which means I haven't really left a mark or made an impact or said opinions that could possibly help in generating ideas for whatever it is we were meeting. And it's so important to reframe these things that we tell ourselves. For me, I had to start thinking about, okay, is it really true that I can't speak in public? Because if you have ever spoken in front of more than two people. In my mind, that is public. And you can really start small. You do not have to start by 
signing up to be a guest speaker for a conference of 500 people. You can really start small. One of the things I started to do very intentionally was I gave myself a challenge that in every single day, in at least one meeting, I will make sure that, well, now that we're, you know, having meetings on Zoom, I'll make sure that I raise my hand and mute myself and share an unsolicited opinion. Not an opinion where someone has directly asked me to say something, but something that's unsolicited or share an idea. So reframe what you believe or what you have believed about you being able to speak, because it's something we can all do. And you just need to start small and build up on that. The other thing that I hear introverts and women particularly saying is, my work will speak for itself. We tend to not want to blow our horns, which I guess is just the curse of being a woman because every time I observe men, whether it's in the working place or in the business space, I don't know how it just comes so naturally for them to talk about their achievements, to talk about the great things that they're doing. And for us as women, I feel like we kind of have to be given that permission before we can even acknowledge. And most of the time we even deflect when good compliments are given to us. So reframe that mindset to start thinking of my work can't speak for itself. So therefore, I need to start telling people about my work. The easiest way to do that is to share insights. If you are sharing insights, whether it is in written form or whether it is in speaking forums, depending on what's comfortable for you at this time. And when you are continuously doing that, that's when you start to be recognized as a thought leader. But these are some of the limiting beliefs that I see us women struggling with, but are definitely stories that we tell ourselves. And when we start to reframe them, we start to step into our powers. I love the challenge that you said you gave yourself, because that's something I find on Zoom meetings, or if I've joined group coaching programs and masterminds, I try to get involved right off the start, because if I don't, I know that I'm going to slowly fade to the back. And that's just who I am as an introvert. I need to push myself at the beginning to share my thoughts, to actually raise my hand and speak and say my piece. Otherwise, if I don't on that first call, I know I'm just going to slowly lose the engagement. I'm going to slowly fade into the background because now I feel like it's just too late to raise my hand and say something. And we often also tend to think, which I believe it's a misconception that the loudest person is the one with the best ideas. For me, that challenge is so powerful because you do not have to come up with five or 10 different ideas just say one thing or just prepare. You can even prepare in advance if you know what the agenda of the meeting is or if you're in a conference or you're in a mastermind. Prepare what you want to say in advance and then give yourself that space to speak up. There are so many ways you can do it without feeling that you're completely misaligned with your personality. That's so true. I was on a live call Last week, it was for a virtual summit. I was just attending the summit, but it was a networking live event on Zoom and asked for hands up for who wanted to go first. And I pushed myself to immediately click that button (laughs) and raise my hand. Whereas in the past, I would probably 
just listen to everyone else and just stay in the chat, just type instead of actually sharing my voice. So that is a really good challenge for introverts to push yourself just to do one little thing every day and just be open to hitting that button or unmuting and sharing some kind of thought that you have because we have so much value to offer. Yes. And when we come with that knowledge that first of all, we're unique because I believe, you know, introverts think differently. Our diverse opinions can actually, as you said, add so much more value to the conversation than if we just keep quiet. Then we're also coming in with that mindset and feeling more confident to raise our voices and speak. So each and every one of us has something to say. If you've been paid before for the expertise that you're giving, you have value. You just need to remind yourself that and really reframe your mindset and remember that you have value to give and also prepare. The more prepared you are, the easier it is going to be to speak out and share your opinions. That's so true. I know for me, I love being prepared. Like I'm definitely a prep person. I feel like I have a lot more confidence going into something if I've done some kind of brainstorming or prep work, or I have some notes or something ahead of time. So that's definitely helpful for most introverts, I think. Yes. And definitely if you also want to stand out as an expert, I mean, there's some minimum level of preparation you need to do, whether it's researching on the latest trends in this field of yours or picking out some interesting statistics. That's even something you can share as long as it's relevant or you put it into the context of the discussion. These are so many good things that you can share without even having to come up with your own unique ideas. And they will naturally add value and also help you build that credibility as the expert. And I know you talk about being a thought leader. For anyone listening who isn't really sure what exactly a thought leader is or what that means, or if they're asking, how do I become a thought leader? What would you say to that? For me, I love using the concept of thought leadership because you're coming from the point of having insights to share, right? You're coming from the point of being a leader because you have a very unique skill set that is sought for by the people that need that expertise of yours. So in my mind, thought leader is really someone who is recognized as an authority in a specific field. And as long as you continue to show up in the areas where your expertise is required and valued, and as long as you continue to share those insights, you automatically or naturally become seen as a thought leader. And I think it's something that is so easy or in reach for us as women, because we have so much knowledge. We have so much experience from the expertise that we've built up over the years. And even if you don't have that experience, I mean, we live in this information age where information is available to us freely. So as long as you have that proactiveness and that drive to really understand maybe if they're complex concepts, or if there are trends or, you know, interesting research around your field or expertise, it's so easy to step up into that place of thought leadership and naturally evolve and be seen as a leader. 
And then you can lead from that point and start to use your expertise to now build relationships. Whereas for people who are more extroverts, they'll step into leadership from the point of building relationships, being able to speak, being able to mingle with people in different forums. They're the life of the party. They enjoy having cocktails and so on and so forth in a corporate context. And for me, I I just love using this concept of thought leadership because we're in an information age. You have that experience. It's really easy to be a thought leader intentionally and then to use that to get yourself into the other areas that are required to now step up into being that all-rounded leader. One thing that came to mind is what you said before about how we don't want to share our knowledge necessarily. And I work with a lot of service providers and I find that a lot of them in general, especially if they're introverts, they do struggle to put themselves out there as a personal brand. Like you said, they just stand behind their work and not tap into who they are as a person or as a personal brand or as a leader and showcase that expertise other than showing their work. What are your thoughts around how do you create a standout personal brand or really share pieces of yourself that aren't just related to your work? That's such a good question. For me, one of the things I've been talking about a lot lately is creating your value proposition. Now, value proposition is why people should choose you. And there are simple questions you can ask yourself. So what are the things that come naturally easy to you when it comes to doing your work or in the context of running your business? What are the things that are easy for you to do? Most likely that's value that you can add and that's something you can build into your value proposition. What are the things that you enjoy doing? Or what are the things that your clients have given you compliments around? Those are the things that you need to start picking out and start to use that to create that value proposition of why you, what is unique about you. And it requires some intentionality because it's not just something that you will think about and then hope that when someone asks you, what do you do, that you'll be able to hash out something. It's something that requires some work. So I would definitely encourage the listeners to do that work and answer these questions and that I've shared and start to now put together that elevator pitch. If you've heard of an elevator pitch, it's really just your value proposition. And you need to start to repetitively remember what is your elevator pitch so that when someone asks you, it now comes naturally. You need to start to continuously use that elevator pitch across your different platforms, weave it into your content, into the different areas where your expertise is required, if you're already at the point where you're speaking in platforms. And the more you share that consistently, the easier it is, first of all, for people to remember you. And you start to also now build this influence around your brand because people know what you're all about and what's unique about you. So I think that's the first thing. And then for me, the rest is really put your sharing of insights on repeat. This is something that we can all do. If writing is what comes to you, then 
sign up and look for opportunities to write articles. We have so many open source forums in this day and age where your expertise could be sought for, where you could write and contribute articles to, and do that as often as you can. Then you can start to nurture trust because once people see you in different areas and once people see other people talking about your expertise, you then start to naturally build that trust and you can start to work on your thought leadership that's out there to build that credibility and trust. And always leverage on your experience. So talk about the good things that your clients are saying about your work. So interesting and fascinating how we don't talk about that enough. Even just posting on Instagram, sharing a testimonial, a lot of times we'll feel like, oh my goodness, I can't share this because people will think I'm showing off. No, you're helping other people realize that you can help them in the same way you've helped your past clients. Once you put all these things on repeat, it's going to be so easy for you to create that consistent personal brand that people can start to now recognize. And the minute someone says your name, people in your circles, at least your first and second sort of level connections, will know what you're all about. It's such an interesting thing about testimonials because I know how much value there is in them, but for the longest time, I would not even ask my clients for testimonials. (laughs) And then once I did, I added a system where it was automated. So I didn't have to actually ask for them. It was already running in the background that they were asked if they were willing to provide and share their thoughts. And then once I set that up, Then I moved into, okay, now I need to actually share them. Like you said, sometimes we are like, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm showboating or you want it to be inspirational. And I think it's really a mindset issue. Like you said, around you're not sharing it necessarily to say, oh, look at what I achieved or look at what my client did with my help. You're showing them what's possible and that's going to help them make a decision and know whether you're the right person to help them with what they're struggling with. Exactly. See it as coming from a place of service, as opposed to looking at what people are going to say about you or think about you. Look at it from the point of you're serving these people who you could help. And if they don't know how you've helped other people in the past, then you might potentially be missing out on opportunities to build your personal brand, but also opportunities to create that revenue and increase that wealth that you deserve as a thought leader. I think that's something that a lot of introverts struggle with is even just talking about their offers enough. They don't even talk about what they do or how they can help people enough. I think some of us get stuck in the just share value, but we never actually share what we do or how we can help people. I've seen a lot of profiles I've come across on Instagram and I've gone over to their page and I'm seeing all these tips and helpful advice. But unless I click on their link, I don't really know what type of services they actually offer (laughs) because they don't actually mention it. And I think it relates back to that narrative that you gave earlier, where we think of talking about your service or how you help people as that sleazy salesman. And then we take it to this extreme end and we end up not even talking about it, even in our bio, because we think 
this is going to come out across as being too pushy, but people need to know what you're doing. Over and above the social media platforms or your website, the easiest way to do this is by creating that value proposition and giving yourself a challenge to share your expertise at least once a week. Whether it is looking for a collaboration to do a guest article or looking for opportunities to speak about what you do in forums, if you feel confident to be able to do that, the more you do that and the more you talk about that value proposition, the more natural it's going to come to you. And it's just going to be so much easier to talk about it, even when people ask you. It's amazing how you ask people, business owners online, you know, what do you do? And they'll fluff about it. And eventually, after a few back and forth conversations, they'll tell you what exactly it is you do. If you're consistently, repetitively talking about your value proposition, your elevator pitch, it's going to become so much easier for you to talk about it right off the bat. I have a worksheet that's clarity to confidence that would kind of tie into that. It's like, the more clear and clarity you have around your offers, what you do, your elevator pitch, the more confident you will be as you need to talk about it. And I think that's such a beautiful thing, especially for introverts. Yes. And it also shows in the energy that you bring out. If you're not feeling confident to share with people what you do, people are going to catch that energy. I know we're not here to talk about energy and woo and all those things, but I think it's important to be aware of that and to really just know that you're coming from a place of service. So you're doing others, the people who you can really help a disservice if you are not talking about how you can help them enough. I usually try to ask everyone who comes on that is also an introvert or has introverted tendencies. I'd love to hear for you and your business. What do you feel is your favorite marketing method? Oh, that's such a good question. I love writing and I try to look for collaborations or opportunities to contribute to different websites. And there's so many out there. We tend to think about the Thrives and the Forbes of this world, but there's so many others that could even have a smaller audience, but more niche, where you could really now hit home and speak directly to the people who need your help. So that's one thing I love doing. And there are a couple that I have really found valuable. Brains Magazine is one of them. Women Thrive is also another one that's specifically targeted towards women. So if you are not the type that wants to come out and do an Instagram live with someone else, this is an option where you can really start to add value. And of course, podcasts are also great. If you are in the professional space, definitely get onto platforms like LinkedIn because on a platform like LinkedIn, when you start to talk about the trends and you start to share insights, you naturally just get elevated into this place of thought leader in your field. And people naturally start to ask you or invite you to different conferences or speaking forums. So depending on who your audience is, of course, for me, these are my three favorite ways of speaking about my expertise. I love that. And they're all really great for introverts in particular, like you said, who don't want to do live videos or 
I mean, Instagram lives is just not something that I can ever see myself doing. I've tried it and it just, it wasn't for me. My message comes across a lot more confident and a lot more clear if it's just audio or if I write. So focus on your strengths. Yes, focus on your strengths, but also continue to exercise your voice and share your opinions, build up on it, right? We're not going to start from having this enlightenment to become thought leaders and tomorrow we want to be on these big stages. It starts small and just exercise it the way you exercise at the gym and build up on it. I love that analogy. That's exactly how it's going to work. It's going to require consistency and challenging yourself, but eventually, yes, you will get to that point where you are the go-to person, you've built up credibility, and you're becoming the thought leader in your industry, which is such a powerful thing. Exactly. I'd love for you to share a little bit about your freebie that we'll have linked in the show notes for everyone to grab the Design to Lead playbook. The Design to Lead playbook combines some of the coaching methods and my sort of coaching framework that I help my clients with, but it will give you a clear roadmap on how to go from not being known to now being visible, seen, and recognized, right? Not just being visible, but recognized as a thought leader in your field. So definitely check it out. It has some really good practical steps on how to go from not feeling confident to stepping out and standing out as a thought leader in your field. Let me know how it goes once you implement some of the steps that I'll have in there. That's amazing. We will have that in the show notes so you guys can grab that. And I'd love for you to share for anyone listening who's like, oh, I need to work with her. What are the type of services that you provide and how do you help people? I currently only have one program. I like to keep it simple and lean. So I have a three-month coaching program, which I believe is the amount of time you really need to create that intentional plan to get to that next level of impactful leadership in your expertise and field. We start by creating that plan, but we also include the mindset work to help you get into that level of confidence to lead and to lead being unapologetically yourself while staying true to yourself and being authentic. Then I'll also help you create a system to make sure that you are implementing these things because we all know how business as usual takes the lead when it comes to our schedules and stepping out and being that intentional leader requires you to be intentional about how much time you are spending on honing your craft, on looking for these opportunities, on making sure that you're sharing insights and making sure that you're actually putting all these things into action. It's quite a packed program, but I know that it's going to help so, so many other women. I've already been getting so many good reviews and feedback from the clients I've helped so far. So definitely check it out. Awesome. Yeah, we will definitely put that in the show notes as well for you guys to check out and connect with Rebecca. I think that's so awesome and it's so needed, especially in the online space to really step into your power as a leader. I love that you mentioned accountability because I feel like a lot of us will need that, especially any introverts that join. I feel like we need a little bit more accountability to force ourselves to 
stick with what our goals are and what we're going to challenge ourselves to do every day. Like you mentioned how you challenge yourself. This was fantastic. And we will have all of the links in the show notes for you guys to connect with Rebecca and check out her freebie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Tara. I had so much fun having this conversation. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at thetarareed.com, where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.